Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. My name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and today we are going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks and maybe some ideas to help us reopen our lives in a more constructive fashion. And I will say today's episode actually was inspired by today today online you know the free newspaper that they used to give at at MRT that nobody wants to pick up I want to give a shout out to today because I think their journalistic coverage is getting more sophisticated and getting a little bit more rounded I would say they are more on the ground and they are more maybe a little bit edgier and they're willing to take different positions rather than the traditional mainstream media that is just whatever government says like oh it's good yeah it's, it's very blind echoey whereas I think today takes a different position on trying to elaborate and trying to have a better discussion so shout out to the editorial team at today good stuff yeah, maybe the Today team would like to run a podcast series with us or even set up a show together, right? All of you should tag the Today online team. <laughs> so that, you know, maybe we can create a show called Roasting Coconuts, right? Where there's all these things that are happening in in, in the general knowledge, in like <laughs> social issues. And yeah, we can roast it. Lah. Just get a get a rounder view of these things, right? It'll, it'll be fun. So all of you can tag Today online on Instagram when you listen to today's episode. But yes, I was inspired by by their article where they were covering some of these little stories that they've picked up, anecdotal stories by different people where a lot of us are feeling the struggle, right? You're feeling like, okay, now the world is kind of back. You know, a lot of us, a few months into back to work, back in the office, you know, things are kind of moving, but I feel this dissonance. I feel this very sad. I feel like, oh my God, is this what I want? You know, there's a lot of these emotions going around, especially it doesn't help that over the two years, some of you has, you know, made some money in the markets. And also definitely in the two years, you definitely have saved up quite a bit. You know, if you stay at home, I mean, there's really nothing much to do. So for all of you that were lucky enough to be able to work from home and kept your pay, you have all these surplus sitting around. And I have met so many people that are thinking of even retiring earlier because of these two years of you know accumulating wealth and some sort of investment growth. And they feel like, oh yeah, if I can do this, maybe I can do this somewhere else, right? Not just in Singapore. And with that, then hey, retirement becomes more and more realistic, right? Because you save all this money, you already have some sort of investment going. Yeah, 30s, you know, you have some sort of wealth accumulator and then you realize that hey, maybe Singapore is not the only place that I can live. I can go somewhere else. And with that, early retirement just came closer, right? So I think a lot of people are thinking about that. And with that thought, you hold on to that thought, right? And then you at work and be like, oh my God, so sian. Early commute, so sian. You know, I got to squeeze with all these people at Raffles Place. Probably that's what you're listening to now on the squeeze to work. And it's challenging you. You're feeling all these discomfort and, and it's really affecting the way you think. 
And to be fair, this is a very normal situation, okay? Let's be clear, is that a lot of times I can tell you a lot of things, or other people tell you a lot of things, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 maybe, you know, you, you factor them in as anecdotal ideas that other people have experienced. But it doesn't really shake up your view. It doesn't shake up your experience. It doesn't shake up what you do. But when you experience these kind of things on your own, then you'll be like, oh, yeah. Maybe I don't need so much money to, to live a life. Maybe I don't need so many things to live a great life. Maybe I want to treasure other things. I have uh, managed to spend more time with my loved one, with my partner, with my kids. You know, I have picked up new hobbies. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I want to do something else. I want to trek. I want to climb. I want to do different things. And it's no longer just about work. And it's no longer just about making more money, making more money, making more money. And, and these are real experiences that you and I, we have accumulated during this pandemic. And with that, it shakes our view and it is perfectly understandable why we are feeling this dissonance when everybody else now in the mainstream media and government is trying to tell us, oh yeah, 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 time to go back to work, time to, you know, like get it going again, right? And it's like, really? Do I really want to do it? You know, the truth is probably no lah. Very sian lah. I want to recalibrate life. But before we continue this discussion, I want to first be very clear that for a lot of us, the bigger impact is not about COVID-19. You know? It's not about the virus affecting our breathing or affecting, you know, the, the good thing that Singapore successfully did was that there is very low death rate. We managed to go through this whole thing. So kudos, great job for the leaders. But, but, okay, it doesn't come without a cost. So the cost here is the harsh lockdown. The cost here is the abrupt changes in our life. The cost here is the breakdown of our social support system when we go into these kind of you know, essentially lockdown measures, whatever you want to call it, circuit breaker. And it's very normal why leaders want to call it in a different name because lockdown, you know, carries a lot of tone. The media adds a spin on it. So nobody wants to call it lockdown. Lah. So Singapore calls it circuit breaker, right? Or oh, Malaysian listeners, they call it MCO, right? But the reality is it is a lockdown and it is a essentially a state-run situation where it's forcing everybody to separate from all the social connections that you have and all the way of life that you were previously living. So I want us to vividly recognize that the issues that we experience or the after effect that we are facing, at least for Singaporeans and also a big part of Malaysia, is not so much a lot of COVID deaths and then all these emotional, like, you know, you have close friends that die, all these. It's less on this. Okay, I'm not discounting this, but we're trying to contextualize to, to all of us. Huh? I think a lot of the impact that we are feeling is all these harsh lockdown measures. And why you need to recognize this is important because the last thing I want for all of us is to feel like, oh, then the next pandemic is here, then, then you freak out about everything, like, like this whole monkeypox thing, right? And I see people freak out and I see the media double down and, you know, ride this weight of media attention again. And it's so normal for media to do it because, hey, we, are, we run a media company also. We also want to ride the wave. We also want to have new listeners that come in. So I, I perfectly understand why media companies do that. But the last thing I want is for all of us to be get the same amount of emotional reaction and the same amount of fear and, and tension when you hear the next pandemic because there will be a lot of viruses in our lives as we get more and more connected as a global entity, which I'm not sure will that happen or will we become more segregated. But as we get more connected or assuming we continue to stay very connected, uh, a lot of viruses will move around. You know, As we infringe into the Amazon rainforest, as we continue to dig into these kind of wild spaces, a lot of more viruses, a lot more pandemics will come and I want you to vividly recognize the difference between 
the issues caused by the pandemic and the issues caused by the harsh lockdown that happened to try to help us tide through the pandemic. And a lot of the things that we're feeling is based on the harsh lockdown. In other words, huh, in the future, if there are other pandemics and there's no harsh lockdown, uh, don't be so afraid because the negative tension and the kind of emotional <laughs> cesspool that a lot of us are feeling are from the lockdown, the repercussions of the lockdown, the harsh situations and the harsh policies that forcefully changed our lives in a short period of time. And why is this important? Because when you recognize what is actually causing the emotions and the issues that you face, that is when you can actually solve the problem. If not, you know, you can just, if not, if not your life would be crazy, man. Every other pandemic or every other, you know, new virus that's coming and then you'll be like, oh, will it become the next thing? I don't think that's where we want to go. It's not very healthy, okay? So recognize that difference and... Uh, Take that into every other thing that you look at, right? Like the whole Ukraine-Russian war, I've been talking about it. It is not about the Ukraine-Russian war. It is a US sanctions that's causing oil prices to move, you know, causing a lot of these other problems that is uh, that we see today and around the world. So it is about US sanctions and US active participation in trying to manipulate the financial markets that's causing food prices to move and all that. So it is, it is not Ukraine-Russia war only. Okay, They have some issues there, yes. But the US sanctions, I do think it's the bigger part to play. Right, so, so when you see it that way, then in the future, you can start to see the difference when there's regional wars versus, you know, whether is there like a big sanction that is imposed on some regional powers and how does that affect everyone else? Because to be fair, there are many wars that the US fought or maybe the allies fought, you know, over, over the years that, hey, didn't cause as crazy a global shock as what it is because the US didn't really do much sanctions, okay? At least not at this level of blocking out a major power from the SWIFT system. Okay, so that is recognizing what is actually causing the pain. And I do recognize that a lot of us have experienced new things and it is causing us to redefine our lives. So I have some tips for all of us as we reopen up our lives and explore our old lives again with new view, I would say, because, because that's what the government wants to do, right? To kind of go back to our old lives, go back to the office, go and work. They're also pushing remote work, telecommute, all that. So that's good, well and good. But I do think at this moment in time, a lot of us are being forced back to work. A lot of us are being kind of shoved back into our old ways, but with new perspective, with new experiences that we have accumulated over the two years. And that is the problem. So the first tip, that I have for all of us when reopening up our lives is to observe what triggers us. Note it down when you experience that. So why is this important? Because as much as when work from home first became a thing, right, you had a lot of things that were triggering you, right? Because your life was never built for you to work from home, right? Essentially, your your home was never built that way. Singaporeans' homes are not built that way. If you if you have a three room with like two kids. And, you know, you have a helper at home. I think that's quite a typical family structure. At least, you know, for a lot of us listening in, you and your partner with one or two young kids in a three-room situation. Yes, you are live in a five-room flat or four-room flat, but to be fair, you only have three rooms in the house, right? Objectively, there are only three rooms unless you fence up other rooms. Huh? So in a three-room situation... Where do you work? You you don't have, right? There's no your life was never built for that. Right? So the way we lived in Singapore didn't include this idea. So a lot of us were very triggered because uh, our 
table wasn't big enough, our chairs were not comfortable enough to sit through that long period and we have kids uh, or our partners are feeling emotional. The, the worst one are the kids, right? Like a lot of you listening and have young kids that, hey, uh, in the early days of trying to go to school and then now, uh, don't need to go to school. Uh, stay at home. Uh, I want to learn online. Uh. Eight-year-old kid, how to learn online, right? Five-year-old kid, how to learn online. So there are a lot of things that triggered us during the period of work from home. But of course, over time, you change, right? Of course, over time, you create new processes, you change up some of these things to get to the new life that you are comfortable with. And then that became a system, right? That became recurring. And while it may not be the best life that you you feel you should have, um, it became a new life. You have adjusted based on what triggered you at that point in time. And this is the power of observing triggers. Because as much as people will be like, ah, oh, yeah, very triggered, huh? very triggered. <laughs> Trying to disturb us, huh? very triggered, huh, you? Right? So, so people use this word very loosely. But the idea here is when you observe what triggers you, that kind of means what matters to you. Or there's some dissonance underneath in your system, right? So something is affecting you and it matters to you. It may be challenging your beliefs. It may be causing you discomfort. But whatever it is, it is definitely something you care about. And with that idea of what you care about, recognizing the triggers is recognizing what you care about. And after these two years, going back to work, you will have new things that you care about. You may care about that, oh, you know, uh, this one colleague, uh, why wow, you keep disturbing me? I uh, always come to my table. You know, great, mommy, we're having fun, all that, good. But, you know, uh, I need to work. Uh, I need to do some things. Right? And you feel a bit triggered because for the longest time, you work at home, you have your own space, nobody really disturbs you. You may find it a little bit boring, but you're quite productive with the whole repetitive task that you don't want other people to you know, hit you out of a flow state or just come and disturb you around the corner. So then now when you go back to work, that becomes a trigger or that potentially becomes a trigger. Or maybe now you kind of feel a little bit more alienated. You feel a little bit like disjointed from the group. You don't really want to hang out with people all the time because you have spent a lot of time on your own. I like, I mean, for me, when I, when kind of reopening our life phase uh, started, I felt very weird because when I was meeting other people, I couldn't really hold a conversation for long. And you'll be like, hey, 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 aren't you a host? Shouldn't you be able to host conversations? <laughs> the, the truth is, the truth is, when it's work, uh, it's slightly different. There's a different state of mind when I'm interviewing other people and there's casual chat. So I was struggling to hold casual chat and I feel a bit emotional about it. I feel a bit like, oh yeah, this was something that I could do in the past. Why, I can't, why can't I do it anymore? And, and it was a little bit triggering, a, a little bit affecting me and I felt emotional. And also, I want to take this uh, opportunity to clarify that, yes, I know some people load the word trigger in a very heavy way. Like to you, it's a technical term. You may study psychology and triggering is a very complicated word. I get it. But I'm just using it in a, as an anecdotal idea, right? A lot of people use the word oh, triggered or emotional or activated, you know, so different words, okay? But the idea here is that something affects you and your emotions run high. So yeah, note it down because all these notes really you recognizing your new perspective, the new things that you want, the new way of life that you're building. And it may change, right? You may be able to, after a few months, go back to your old way of life or you may come to a new way of life. Hey, it is okay, right? To be the weird one that buy the bento, go up to the rooftop garden and just eat there on your own, right? 
<laughs> or it is okay to say like, hey, guys, I uh, there's too much noise here. I need to go down for a cup of coffee and you know hide at the corner and do your work and be super productive like how you used to do at home. Great. Or it could be that, hey, you need to go down for a walk because you know there's just too much going on and you need to kind of walk it off like how you did when you work from home. Great. Right. Or you need to gym at 3 p.m. You know, because you're just used to that and it's going to help you better with your life and your work and you know it's it's going to help you live the life you want and great go for it but from now to then i think this is a good time for us to observe what is triggering us what is affecting us what is driving our emotions because those are good signs that we care about these things okay so note it down write it down and slowly discover the new you the new life that you want the new experiences that you have gathered such that you are changing your perspectives and your goals in life at the same time you know be a little bit gracious with others because yeah, it's hard. Everyone is getting very triggered. Everyone's getting feeling very emotional because hey, everyone is suddenly going back. Right. So yeah, I I, I feel I feel the the tension on the ground. I know I know I know what many of us are, are going through. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Which brings me to point number two, and that is to recognize that our lives have permanently changed. Okay, permanently changed. Our goals, our focus, and the life you love, quote-unquote, will never be the same anymore. Why is this important? I will share with you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. Okay, so far, I have not met anybody. I've not met a single person that tell me, oh, I'm so ready to go back to my old life. <laughs> to be fair, do you even remember what's your old life? There was this one day I was sitting down there at a coffee shop and I was just like thinking, eh, actually, how was my life like a few years back? And it was bits and pieces, you know? I, I kind of struggled to kind of put it together to say like, how was life really like a few years back? And it really felt like I was looking into history you know, uh, maybe maybe these two years too crazy, right? too many things happen. But the truth is, these two years definitely have adjusted a lot of our views, right? And I've not met anybody that say that, oh, I'm back to my old life. Everybody is the new life, the new normal, the new way, the new goals, right? And, and, and why is this extremely important? A simple fact of recognizing that life is not the same is vital because this will massively reduce the dissonance that you feel. In other words, without going to a complicated psychology kind of thing, many of us are feeling uncomfortable because previously we had some ideas in our life of what we want and then going through all this, now that we come back, we feel like, eh, maybe this is not what we want and we are feeling this like, oh, discomfort and, you know, so what do I really want and then blah, 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 which is why point number one is to write down what triggers you because this gives you some sort of insight as to what you want. But point number two is to recognize that, okay, it will never be the same anymore. So then find that comfort to know that, okay, it will never be the same. So what do I really want? Write it down. Give yourself space, give yourself time to recognize that things are different. Your goals have shifted. 
You may want to retire early. You may want to shift elsewhere. You may want to live a different way of life. You may want to switch a career. You may want to um, essentially review what is your life. And in this process, by starting with recognizing that life is never the same, it is a whole new thing, it gives you a lot more comfort. You become more at ease, become more at peace, okay? And this is a little bit more complicated from a psychology level, but generally, if you can accept things for what it is in the shortest period of time, and you'll be like, okay, this is what it is, then you come to a more calm state, right? And I think that is the state where a lot of us will want to be in a little bit more calm, to recognize that things are different and it's okay, and I'm going to figure out what do I want. Then you have to essentially go through similar processes that you used to go through, right? like track your new expenses because life is different now, right? So your expenses are a little bit different. Maybe you don't hang out the bar as much. Maybe, you know, there's more like walk and talk. Hey, I don't know if you guys do it, but I love it, right? So I show all you coconuts to go for a walk and talk. I think that's extremely fun and very interesting because in the past, everybody, when they want to hang out, they only hang out at a coffee shop or they want to hang out at a cafe and it's like $5, $6 for a cup of coffee and then the coffee may not be the best, but then, you know, you talk with your friend, very excited, one hour later, so, sorry, uh, uh, excuse me, and we need to turn the tables. Uh, can you guys uh, queue again? <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But during COVID, I think a lot of people uh, did a lot of walk and talk, right? So there's, hey, let's go for a walk. And then during the hike, you talk, right? So, so that may be the new thing that you want. You may no longer want to be in the cafe. You may no longer want to be drinking beer, or whatever, right? So you got to kind of redo this whole thing, right? Of uh, tracking your expenses again talking to yourself and whoever that you're living your life with, your partner or your family, your kids, talking to them, right? Having more conversations, more intentional conversation with them about how has life changed and what are the new goals and are, there, are the old goals still intact? If they are, great, write it down. If they are not, then maybe we can put it in the basket of a reconsidering. Right, so then you know it's a way of reevaluating your goals, right? So retrack your expenses, reevaluate your goals, and once you reevaluate your goals, you can massively reevaluate your strategy and your risk palette, right? So I think this is the start of a new way of life, and with this, we gotta reevaluate our goals and come to a reality check that okay, life will never be the same, and it is okay. Which brings me to point number three, and that is to communicate and seek permission and support from the people around you. Very, very important. Whether is it your kids, your fam, your manager, your colleagues, trust me, everyone is going through a lot, okay? They just have no place to talk about it. And it doesn't help that mainstream media always like to paint this rosy picture that, oh yeah, the engine's starting, life is carrying on, oh, let's go. <laughs> And I don't know if that's how you guys see mainstream media, but when I look at them, I really see that like, oh yeah, yeah, life is good. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. When you and I, we all know inflation is crazy. You know, you don't really want to do the long commute. You, you have a little bit of friction at work because, you know, your, your work style suddenly need to change again. And then you have all these dissonance that you're facing and, and feeling. Right? So to me, life is not as rosy as what mainstream media say. And in this process, actually, you're not alone. A lot of people are feeling this dissonance and uncomfortable feelings, you know, post-lockdown and reopening their lives. So the same pressure you feel, trust me, everyone else is feeling the same. Right? So with that, 
communicating with them, seeking permission and seeking their support is extremely important. And in exchange, they will seek your permission, seek your support and seek your understanding and we can then build a more empathetic kind of situation to kind of ride out of this a little bit better. And I will say maybe in the current time frame, more of us will need to do this with our managers and our bosses and our companies, right? Because a big part of life is uh, working, right? At least a big part of modern life. You can, you know, take a different position. I say, I, I need to work. Okay, okay, okay. You know, we're not going there today, okay? But a big part of our modern lives is work. And a big part of work is communicating with our managers and our bosses and what the company wants. And because we have new experiences, because we our goals may have shifted, maybe we need to realign with our companies. We need to realign with our managers. Maybe we need to get repositioned. Maybe we need to, yeah, do lesser hours. Maybe explore part-time, right? So with all these things that are changing, the last thing I want anyone to do is just to wallow and sit there and feel afraid and be like, oh, yeah, I don't know what my boss will say. I don't know what my manager will say. Uh, let me be clear, okay, as a small little manager and small little boss here, I really appreciate when people tell me in advance, like, what are they feeling? How is it affecting them? It gives me a lot more comfort to work with them. It also gives me a lot more assurance that, hey, I can trust these people because they will, you know, they will essentially update me. I will not be in the blind and I, it's, it's harder for me to get a curveball. But that, is, but that being said, it's me. I know some of my younger boss friends, like the millennials, right, are, are, are a little bit more similar in that, in that field. But if you work for an MNC, which I know a lot of you do, it may be different. So start with maybe your colleagues, start with the people you trust. Don't straight away go into like the boss mode, lah, right? Don't straight away fight your boss. But I do think that in this process, you should communicate more and talk to more people rather than less. Because yeah, reopening your lives into a new way of life with new goals, new ideas, new experiences. Maybe you really want to renegotiate the way you work or the work that you have. Right, if, if it's so powerful that you can, you know, churn so much more work at home, then why not just do two, three days in the office, right? And I think the power now is the government and the mainstream media is pushing this idea. So, hey, you can leverage. It's very powerful, right? But be very clear that it is not a given, even though the government of the day is pushing this idea and that there may run a chance where you need to find a new job and need to jump somewhere else. And don't be afraid of it, right? Because yeah, while it is painful, it is scary, maybe to you it's important because you want a new life. And you, in this process of creating that new life and reopening up your life, you need to do some big changes. If so, that person is you. And if it's not, you just need some fine tuning and support and then you're back and great to go, good, good on you. But if you really need big changes, don't be afraid. Okay, and if you need someone to talk to, you can DM me on Telegram. Okay, uh, happy to chat as to the maximum of my abilities. Okay, and just just want to put a caveat, but very happy to be supportive of the community. And maybe we should run some, you know, like huddles, right? Like together and and talk about life and and all that, right? Maybe we should do that online or offline. We'll see again. Okay, so with that, uh, these are my three 
pointers and tips for all of us as we reopen our lives into this new normal and you know just kind of get the engine going again so point number one is observe what triggers you note it down note it down is very important because sometimes you observe and then you forget right so if you note it down at least there's a remembrance point that you can always go back to why is it important to note your triggers because as with when you first started work from home a lot of things triggers you I mean those things are affecting you when you go back to your new life when you reopen up your lives again with all these new ideas and new perspectives the many things that affect you now and they may be different so by writing these down you get a bit more clearer about what is affecting you what do you want what has changed and it's a good place to start recognizing triggers because to be fair when people are emotional about something it tells you a lot right it tells you that oh, i care about this thing and point number two is vividly recognize that your life has changed permanently, right? So your goals, focus, the life you love will never be the same anymore, okay? It will not be the same. Whether or not it's drastically different, that is a different discussion, but it will never be the same. So far, I have not met anybody that wants to just go back to, to the same, okay? If you are one of them, it's also okay, right? But I think many people are not. And by recognizing this and getting to a comfort level of being like, okay, you know, it's fine. I don't need to jump back to the same. It's a good place to start because it gets your emotions a little bit more controlled and you give yourself space and, you know, that kind of empathy to work on this new life that you know is going to be a lot more work because now you got to track your expenses again. You got to like review your goals again. And then with that, you got to change your strategy. You know, you may have to change your strategy and all that, right? So it's, it's kind of like reworking your, your whole financial structure and your goals, your strategy. Uh, there is some level of that. So recognizing your life has changed permanently and your strategies and goals need to kind of change along. Which also brings me to point number three and that is to communicate and seek permission and support from the people that you love because... Like it or not, we do not live alone, right? From your kids, your family, your manager, your colleagues, your bosses, everybody is facing this change and they're all struggling. So if you can communicate with them more, seek permission and space and support from each other, I think this brings us a little bit stronger and a little bit closer to the new life that we love. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so following this theme of like wellness, reopening our lives, reviewing our finances again, because life has changed, goals have changed, so strategies can change. Hey, maybe some of you will want to live in Hat Yai or live in Hua Hin or live in JB or, you know, wherever. I mean, there are a lot of other places that I think a lot of people are exploring and we are trying to get the embassy, yeah, trying to get Thai embassy, maybe the Australian embassy to come on to talk a little bit about uh, what kind of programs they have, right? So, so that's a different discussion, but I hope you take some time to think about the life that you want and it not necessarily have to be in Singapore but if it's in Singapore great well good good for you right but if it's not hey don't feel afraid to try others and next week following this theme I'm going to talk a little bit about digital wellness right digital financial wellness right because I am observing more and more digital platform using a lot of what I call today traditional digital strategies and traditional digital marketing strategies to get us more on their platform, more active and make more trades, make more moves and attract us back onto the platform. And I feel like it is different because 
whatever strategy that Shopee is using to make us go in and shop, that is one thing. But to use that same strategy to get us to keep going back to our financial apps of all sorts, to rile our emotions for those things, I really don't think that is the way to go, right? So while these uh, platforms are trying to sell and I, I really find it very hard to blame sellers for selling that is in their incentive structure I want to continue to educate us as buyers to be a little bit more shrewd a bit sharper with some of these digital strategies that these financial platforms are using so for next week we're going to talk about digital financial wellness Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared deeper and discussed. Join our community Telegram group, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, you know, YouTube, all these different Spotify platforms or Apple platform, whichever platform that you listen to our podcast on. Most importantly, if you can help us spread the word, join us on this movement of trying to get more people to live the life they love, right? And we, we want to be a different financial podcast. We don't just want to be one of the other kind of, oh, just about investing just by everything and it's not just that I think a lot of times we're struggling with life and it's a lot more complicated money is just one of the mediums so with that I really hope that you can share this with your friends and on your socials to get us to the next level and with that I will see you next week